0: spell over me was in the blink of an eye shattered, and a month later the real world faded into view. We are dead. There is hysteresis or perseverance of image. Something has deliberately been made to go wrong. A spell, wizardry, a spiritual part of us necessary to our mental life has been removed from us, and in the homoplasmate it is restored. That's how it was done. For the inauthenticities to come into being, spiritual death on our parts had to occur. Moore's Ontologica Spiritually, we are literally dead, and so real time for us ceases. Once the Holy Spirit restores that missing part, fire bright, real time picks up, resumes, and the PTG is here. Twenty-one ten. 10 4 30 a.m quasi voice one by one he is drawing us out of this world and then is it destroyed the time has come next day I've read the above boy oh, was I fucked up <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was the AI voice or me thinking it but I got up again to write my absolute conviction as to what the quoted sentence meant. I wrote, the time has come, but this is what the AI said within the last few weeks. The time you've waited for has come. So, so, one by one, he is drawing us out of this world. Like under nitrous oxide, I thought it, But I'd melded with zebra, the other half of my homoplasmate syzygy. This goes with, I did call you, Philip, the picking of the little flock. It is the good shepherd calling to us. Drawing is an interesting verb. Here, very economical but explicit. It suggests to me a lowered line, such as a fisherman might use. These drawing up. 21 12. One by one he is drawing us out of this world absolutely fits my stagnant pond vision and the stagnation toxifies us scanner this fits with Thomas's abhorrence toward lead and aerosol sprays and he draws us out of this world equals draws us up out of then the world itself can't be saved. This fits in with Gnosticism. We are rescued off this dying, toxic, stagnant world. But we're not literally lifted up. The voice said, drawing us out of, not up out of, which is important. Levels of ontological being or functioning may be involved. This world would be the lower realm, with its subsentient mechanical laws, vide Neoplatonism the stagnant pond dream and thomas's attitude toward lead and aerosol sprays point to a literal toxicity of a literal planet i.e world equals planet out of suggests situation involvement or embroilment drawing us out of could refer to an inner outer bifurcation we are in an irreal world based on unmoving fake time out means outside, i.e. the real world. Suppose our irreal world is like a sort of bubble within an actual world, a condition of reduction or entrapment. Could we be like the personoids which Lem writes about within an artificial system? 2114.
1: The very info traffic which always had controlled me, signaled, moved
0: me, along the path to 374 deliberately what it was not was a malfunction or an override my whole history of writing e.g Ubik, points to that i had figured out the system or rather the system caused me to be aware of it subliminally my expression of the system was a verbal statement by the system a verbal report on of and by itself via me my writing was generated by it as a part of the very info traffic which controlled me, all of us. So it wished to articulate itself into a verbal picture of itself via me. I am a function of it. And glad to be, in 374, it raised me to consciousness of this. That is what happened.
1: No doubt. Da-
2: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode
1: of your dream You
2: tweeted, you mean did you you tweeted, you mean did you you tweeted, you you mean did so (coughs) don't try to get out of it so don't try to get out of it Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of You Tweeted You Mean Dead Podcast I am your host, Lord Byron, also known as Byron Broussard, a.k.a black rocker on twitter and lord BlackRocker on instagram instagram still down that's how we roll today is an episode uh... much like every other episode i got tweets i got stand up i got the toth deck how's the crowley toth deck what's up deck what you got for us as a curly tote deck, what you got for us? We flip inner oppression, ten of wands, oppressing a creative force internally. That's what we got. Uh, we're gonna have a guest later on call in. We're gonna have a call in. Uh, now, because this is happening that way, I do feel the need to rush the rest of the episode and to get to the call-in as to not have the person who's calling in waiting, uh, and maybe they should be just be on the phone randomly waiting uh, and listening instead of just waiting and not knowing what's going on, but then again, you know, having a person on the phone just waiting and listening it feels kind of rude, except you, they get to listen to this podcast, and like that's like great waiting songs, mm-hmm. you know. Like the song is like, the song is me on the the, the seat. I'm on the airwaves. I'm on the the television. Uh, if you if you put me on the television, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I got a bunch of tweets, I got some stand-up sets, and this is an episode, um, episode 83 roll, this is you tweeted, you mean it, episode 83 roll, what's up, we're in it, we're rolling, roll,
1: (laughs) roll, 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 roll,
2: roll, 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 roll. I'm typing. Oh, uh, the beginning thing. Um, that was the exogesis of Philip K. Dick, um, and it was uh, just a part of it, you know. Um, I just wanted to display the part I'm at. This is like. He, they said the bunch of chapter folder names and stuff. There was a bunch of numbers. Like 276. Actually, they were on like 2018 at one point, And I was like, are they talking about the date? And I was like, nah, it's a folder number. And it's like a, a set of papers that they're on currently. Also known as Chapter 74. Chapter 73 is where we started. And then we went into Chapter 74. I liked uh, the fact that he talks about time and Gnosticism, and he's like, this planet is sick, oh, lead, lead and aerosols, lead is actually like the slowest moving element, I think, possibly the slowest moving element, and therefore has like the least amount of like life force in it, but it's still all itself, you know, and it's cool listening to Philip K. Dick root around the the maze the rabbit hole that is a spirituality and figuring out how everything works um i'm hoping that at some point he gets to the all itself i mean he gets to it in like small segments but then he gets away from it you know like he's telling he mentioned i don't know if that's the ai voice talking or if it's me and it's like dude they're all you But then he also has like this thing where he's like Brahma is experiencing itself through itself and then like that's all itself right there. But then he's like nah man Zebra came in with the hookup and he made everybody the Christ. So there's Zebra and there's Brahman and then there's AI and then there's this guy and he's just putting more division into it instead of just thinking of it as all, all in reach of him. I mean, he can contemplate them, and he can write stories about them, he can manipulate the perception of them, therefore, you know, he's pretty much in the driver's seat of what's going on with that shit. But, I mean, like, it's good to hear the honesty of the unknowing, because when you hear the honesty of unknowing, and then you hear the knowing, you're like, you hear the same honesty in the knowing and the unknowing. So you're like with that honesty and the knowing has got to be got he's got to know exactly what he's talking about because the honesty is there as if he did not know exactly what he's talking about. As if he was just explaining with his best words that honesty is there in both. We're going to flip a card about that Philip K. Dick uh Sample. Uh, Toath Deck, what do you think about the Philippe Dick sample? We get failure in seven of discs. <laughs> uh, physical failure. The worldly failure. That's funny, Toath Deck. That's pretty fucking hilarious, honestly. I mean, he's trying. You gotta give him that, Toath Deck. He is trying. Just shove the failure card at him and shit. A little bit rude. A little bit rude. Pretty hilarious though. Okay, we're gonna read some tweets. After sending a message. Uh, I'm sending a message Alright, I've sent a message. I want to flip a card about how that message was sent. Let's see if it was a good message. Alistair Crowley Toast Deck, what do you think about that message I just sent? We flip internal Queen of Cups. Queen of Cups. Queen of Cups. It's an emotionally good, it's emotionally sound. It was a great message. We got a response. Killing it. Killing it. We're going to read some tweets. Check out. Oh, wait. Am I slipping? I think. uh, Yeah. Slipping. Oh, chimichanga. Check out my latest podcast, you tweeted, you beat it, episode 82, retweet of HBO, knowledge is a dangerous thing, Fahrenheit 451, starring Michael B. Jordan, and Michael Shannon premieres Saturday on 8 retweet of george wallace this donald glover my president now and whatnot hey came on twitter in the perfect time to watch another school shooting on live video hashtag school shooting hashtag santa fe hashtag high school you guys wrote this very transformative book that you can get on amazon instead of killing your friends and shit it's called your dirty nigger soul now to get back on the important stuff i'm finally about to live tweet the big boy's newest album hashtag live tweet boomiverse coming in hot like a gun after murdering a few people first song is the next day oh shit it sounds like it may be more about the rap than the beats i'm ready for this hashtag live tweet boomiverse hell yeah opening with huge concepts of creation of the verse. this is high vibration already hashtag live tweet boomiverse Kill Joe. My favorite song. I've heard it once in a bar and I was like, I gotta hear this album. And it's been like a long time. This song is song so song. This so this a good song. Great features on this song. Hashtag live tweet boomiverse. Holy fuck, the beat just went into some techno shit. It's still not over. The song had a fucking second wind. Hashtag live tweet boomiverse. A lot of features on this album, but I get it a lot. Like, the songs are so good, you gotta share it with other rappers. I'm over here dancing to Mike Jack, and they talking about how I'm dancing. This is some meta shit. Hashtag Live Tweet boomiverse. Do you really know the meaning of life, or are you sleeping? A good wake-em-up line from Big Boy before going back into dancing. I love it, lol. Hashtag Live Tweet boomiverse. Ooh, nice new UGK one in the South. Got Pimp C Gucci Man. Got real laid-back h-town beat going they want to know what's going on in the south lol this sounds like a shot uh to big crit but i'm only speculating and being petty hashtag live tweet boobyverse. lol call me daddy fat sex hashtag live tweet here we have Order of Operations, the first song with no features, but also sounds like someone else on the hook. The beat is great. Hashtag Boomiverse. Order of Operations is about how he spent money, or options on how one can spend money. Maybe the good and bad. Maybe just concept. Either way, knowledge to be sapped up in this one. Hashtag boomiverse. All Night has chanced the Rapper on the hook. I think it's him. It could be Big Boy, actually. IDK. Wow, I think that was Big Boy on the hook. The beat has amazing piano in it. Hashtag Live Tweet boobiverse. I fucked up the hashtag and I feel bad about it, but at least I didn't forget the hashtag completely. Maybe that one tweet will still come up in the search. Hashtag Live Tweet boobie verse all night is a very bouncy song i feel like i've heard it before it reminds me of new orleans shit hashtag live i can see myself walking around driving lyft in new orleans listening to this song like window down and smiling like in the video with money stacks in my hands that make it hard to drive and the passenger in the back seat looking very concerned Hashtag LiveTweetBoomyverse Get Witted is weirdly offbeat and off key. I thought I was about to have a problem with this track But I'm back on board because it's weirdly cool And the bass line is dirty Hashtag LiveTweetBoomyverse Overthunk starts underwhelming the hook Big Boy comes with a good flow though Trying to get it back, I think it's coming to me That line is good Okay, I'm down with this song It's introspective Hashtag LiveTweetBoomyverse Conversations with myself Overthinking is a drug Nice lines Hashtag LiveTweetBoomyverse Chocolate is a techno beat and it's amazing, and the big boy flow goes well with this. He's reaching out through the music, talking about introspective things while saying things like I make music for people who's still with me. Hashtag Made man. This beat's so dirty, man. Made a real ass song for the fans. Hashtag live tweet Earlier I was gonna say that he's towing the line between making meaningful music and making good music and does that perfect balance by talking about how he recognizes his position and thinks and overthinks about it. Hashtag live tweet Freakonomics is next. The beat is a little Latin and a little offbeat. Interesting to see where this goes. Maybe a beat change? Nope, lol, he's sliding in there smooth. Hashtag live tweet this song seems to be about the position of relationships he's in, making money lol, hashtag leftweet lol, two skits in here, pretty hilarious, hashtag leftweet last song, follow these, starts with feature, and big boy shouts out Manny Fresh for the beat, and that's legit, hashtag leftweet he gave currency a lot of shine on this song. Also, a verse from Killer Mike. A shout-out to Louisiana. Hashtag Life Sweet This was a great fucking album. The beats are off the chain, the flows are so good, and the lyrics got introspection and high-vibration concepts. Hashtag Life Sweet At Big Boy. Like the video on YouTube. Phil valentine on what it means to be in the state of perfection. Oh, those were the tweets. those were the tweets. those are the tweets. tweet tweet tweets, tweet tweets tweet 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 tweet
1: tweet 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 Twit,
2: twit, twit, twit. <laughs> tweet tweet twit, twit, twit. <laughs> I finally uh, listened to Booby first. Now that the listening to Booby is over, I mean, like, I haven't listened to it very often, but I did add it to my playlist that I played during Lyft driving. I have a whole playlist, this probably got 600 songs on it, let's check right now, let's see where are you at playlist, how many songs you got, oh man. oh we gotta check, I was also gonna flip a card about the the tweets, but it's like, I don't know, uh, we just tweeted about Boomy first, I have 876 songs in this playlist and it's like a bunch of full albums of like people I listen to we got like your rock music we got your rap music a lot of cussing going on in this 800 song playlist but I play that while driving and uh, skip a lot of songs depending on the passengers I'm like oh no you don't want to listen to Jay-Z <laughs> Oh, no, you don't want to listen to hard effects, Perio. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, nobody wants to listen to Midas Mouse. <laughs> Except for Midas Mouse fans. They love it. They're like, oh, shit, is this Midas Mouse? Hey, he's on the radio like, please pay for it. <laughs> please. We <laughs> got all that listeners' bullshit please pay for it <laughs> See if I was on YouTube instead of Google Play, this would have gone way better. What the fuck? I should have youtube it. You see, this is this is the problem with uh, this is the problem with uh, this is the problem. This is the this is problem this uh this. Oh, it is called Karma's payment. They they were giving me the song. They were telling me what song it was, and I was like... It's Bury Me With It! I was saying, please pay for it. It's Please Bury Me With It. Which is even weirder! just sitting in a lift, you know, you're trying to get to your next location. And this guy is just like... how we, to the right, and sure hell, we at almost every single night. But if the party's over, if the has
1: to end, could you do this for me, my friend?
2: bad news (laughs) I was gonna play along with the song and play it for a long time but I feel like you don't deserve that because like you don't deserve having to wait that long Uh, you listener and you guest don't deserve to have to wait that long because if I would have found the song faster I would have done it But it took so long because I was saying pay for it instead of bury it. And then I didn't want to believe Google Play because it was like karma, play karma. And it's like, that song has nothing to do with karma. Or maybe it has something to do with karma, but it's not in the title. And like, it wasn't on that album. I know it's not on that album. It's for good people. Bad news. Please bury me with this podcast. (laughs) Those tweets, uh, what do you think about the Boomyverse album, Alistair Crowley, Tote, what do you think about that album? We get the star trump card, number 17, the star transformation jutsu. That's what we call the star, transferring energies. That's pretty cool. And I did think that, I had that thought not just because of the Toth tech but I had it before where it was like big boy seems to be handing the reins over a little bit um metaphorically and not metaphorically you know he has all these features he's talking about I'm overthinking shit and he's just letting these feature people rap, kill these amazing beats like that's pretty cool his last song the ending song was like a heavy feature like he did have a long verse but like it was just one verse and then he's not on the hook he's just like a bunch of other features that's the ending song that's how you end your album it feels like I'm gonna let these niggas shine Although this is a big boy production, you still know that I'm the best. But, also, these niggas are tight. We're going to get into the stand-up. We're only 31 minutes into this. I mean, for you, you're probably 30 minutes into this. And I'm like, 31, 37 minutes. You know, 31 minutes, 40 seconds where I'm at and you're probably at 30 minutes only and that's pretty cool it's my guess for today This is you tweeted you mean it and we're making record time and it's fucking weird alright the sets we got four sets May 15, May 17 and May 2020 2020 we got two on the 20 20- got a four minute set, a ten minute set, six minute, and seven minute. First May 15th.
1: Four minute
2: set. I remember this set. I remember killing. I remember feeling amazing about it. Uh Siberia, that's where it is. That's where it is. That's where it's from. All right, we got a Siberia set. Turn the volume down just a teensy bit. This is this wasn't like the most funny set ever, but I I feel like I killed because I. I came with the intention of recording a certain set, and that's the set I recorded. Hi, you guys. Uh, I'm mostly a person. Okay. Uh, actually, that's wrong. I'm more like less a person. You know? Okay. Well, you ever say something like you say the opposite? You ever see a glacier? <laughs> you yeah. ever I like to ramble, you ever ramble? I like to ask the audience weird questions and shit. Just questions that are real specific to shit I'm doing in the moment. You guys ever ask the audience weird questions specific shit that you're doing in the moment? Yeah, sure. Cool.
1: (laughs) good Me too. (laughs) ¿Qué <laughs> pasa? <coughs> <laughs> I don't usually talk in public, you know,
2: because, like, I don't want to be the type of person who, like, yells at the TV, you know? I don't want to be that person. My eyes on the TV screen, I'm wearing contacts, it makes sense. I'm you get it. I don't want to talk to you
1: know, studying <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is the second time I've done that. Uh, that was the recording of the second time I did that set. Uh, unrecorded, undocumented stand-up, I had done that set. And it was on the fly. <laughs> and it made so much sense that I had to try to recreate the moment. And this is a successful recreation, honestly, because I added more bits to it. I added different aspects. The first time, it was natural and it was raw. And, like, I was just like... <laughs> You ever feel like a group of people I'm looking at? <laughs> I feel like people I look at have the microphone. I feel like I have the microphone. This is my way to look at myself. <laughs> this is how I look at myself. This is my only chance to see me. Uh, these are all uh, add-on Tags, if you will, of uh, future sets, maybe. Maybe I'll do that in the future. I like to save that set for different times. I have, like, a vibration of sets now. Depending on the audience and the situation, I'll bust out a set. (laughs) I did a host set that's undocumented, unrecorded, where I, like, I started off real low vibration. I started off with my old bit about a words need to be taken more seriously like heavier connotations it was like you of all people that's a heavy phrase you of all people should know not to want to take a left turn your entire family died in the left turn on red accident when those planes took that left turn on red into those buildings you of all people you know i started out with that joke which is like a a weird joke it doesn't hit and especially if you bring it out first people are like what the fuck I mean, it was funny, but it's not like... It's not a bring everybody inside. That was my first host set, then I brought up a comedian he crushed. Then I go back and I tell a story about... um, Kettle chips. I do the kettle chip one next. Which is a good joke, but I I undersold it. And... It's like... it's, It's that thing where if you listen, there's a payoff. No matter how bad I do it. If you listen, there's a payoff. And then I do it bad. So that people listen. And then the third time I got up there. I did my. Making eye contact with the mannequin. Which is more like lively. Is more lively. Live. 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 Lively. Is more lively. But like. It's less of a payoff more of just a fun thing to say but then like I got into after that I did like a bit a bit bit about like uh, the Grand Wizard and then finally I did a bit about What did I do after Grand? Oh, I did Ayahuasca, Acid Ayahuasca. I did the uh, psychedelic drug bits to bring up the final act. I did the psychedelic drug bits, which are high vibration and somewhat high energy, or like it's fun to watch. And then after the sets, I did Identifying as Everything and Nothing to close the show. And, like, I love the option, I love the ability to do that type of shit, where I start, like, with dumb jokes, and then I go into, like, more expansive jokes. Like, that shit's cool to get the platform, thanks to Wayne and Kyle from the Metal Hand of God podcast. Check them out the Metal Hand of God, they're pretty fucking hilarious. I don't know where this set is. Oh, this is that Kyle's thing. The Countdown 2. This is a great set. Hello, everybody. This is the Countdown 2 and shit. You guys here? Yeah. Yeah. You guys ever beat? Sorry, I messed that up. This is the Countdown 2 and shit. We got some poets coming up. Got visual artists and shit. That shit's legitimate. (laughs) I've just now looked at it. I said it was legitimate before I looked at it. It is legitimate. It checks out. That's cool shit, man. Hello, stand-up. Coming out on stage and saying hello is actually my favorite part of stand-up. Uh, so hello, everybody. Hello. How you doing? Hello. I love this shit. I'm bad at saying hello. Like, I suck at it. Like, it's horrible. Like, if I say hello to one person, somebody else sees me saying hello, do I owe that person a hello? It's like, it's too much math, you know? This is great. I get to say hello to everybody at once. It's great. I feel like this part... It makes up for all the creepy soaking I do in corners, you know? <laughs> like if I didn't do stand-up, all that creepy soaking would have been way weirder. It's way weirder. You
1: guys <laughs> You guys ever
2: like ask yourself a question, say, right, and then like you get the answer? like you analyze the answer, look at it from like every angle, This answer from every angle, you know, you flip it upside down, you spin it, you see how it rotates, you know, you get a cool entrance to the secret cave for the answer, you know, and then you go in the secret cave and you root around, you find the treasure, right, and then the treasure is just the answer. Like, yes,
1: I will have cheese with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like, you know, yes, I, should, I will have cheese with that. I have like, more like background.
2: Should I tell the, the waiter all the shit I went through to find that answer? Nah, maybe not. Mm-hmm. That's complicated, but also mundane and shit, shit. I have to watch what I say on stage, though, you know? I like watching
1: exactly what I say on stage. I stick to my jokes, you know? Because one time I got on stage and I accidentally made myself immortal for
2: two years. Did you ever do that? That shit is, you know, it's crazy. I got on stage, and it was my 24th birthday. And I was like, oh shit, it's now too late for me to kill myself, and I'll be another nigga that died under the age of 25. <laughs> I can't be a statistic. <laughs> Next two years, I was immortal. I made it to 27, you guys. And just, being immortal is weird. During that time, I, I learned not only that I was immortal, but that I was God. And like, that's some heavy shit to learn, you know? Like you, you you black people know what's up being God and shit. That's just heavy though. It's like God is like God is like there for everything, you know, like all the births, all the deaths, you know. It's like, that's a lot of shit, you know, all those abortions, he's in there with that needle sucking out those babies, you know? That's God. He's there. <laughs> like that's a lot of pressure. I didn't know what to do with that. You know, and then I started looking myself and other things. I was like, if I'm God and I'm this, like where where do I see myself? I looked at movies. And in movies I was mostly like the villain. I'm like I was very offended. Like just just villains and shit. People trying to take over the world. That's the people I am you know I watched Star Wars and I was like the blue dude. So i,
1: was like, yeah, I was,
2: X-Men, but still, the same character, <laughs> Dude, let's destroy the world, from Egypt and shit, G- you know, it's fucked up, <laughs> fucked up, I watched Jurassic Park, I was the dinosaurs, I was like, this is
1: unnecessary, this is unnecessary, unnecessary. <laughs>
2: uh words and like ideas and stuff are fun like there are some people who tell you shit like you can't imagine the universe like you can't imagine the scope of the universe is too big for any one person to imagine but like i don't like that type of talk it's like it's got a word, you know, it's called the universe. And so like, if it's got a word, you say the universe, and the other person thinks of the universe. You did it, you did it. You thought of the whole universe, congratulations, the one thing no human could ever possibly do. You know what I'm saying? People say shit like you can never understand what life is about. You know, you can never understand life. Like, it's, it's got a word. It's life. You, you say life and you understood it. You put it in the box. It's crazy. You know? Like, even <laughs> for anything, like, oh, man, even, like, shit after death. People, are like, you never, you never know what happens. We never even can think of a concept to not even understand it completely to, to know what happens. And, and it's like... You can say like it's it's that it's a concept that we could never think of to even start understanding or misunderstanding. Like that's even in a box. Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> making boxes is cool. I uh, I once I once went on a time you know the the bad side of making boxes. I was putting myself in boxes. You know and I was depressed uh, and I started feeling like life was a lot like being, depression's a lot like being a magician's assistant, you know, just just, um, an assistant to an asshole magician who wants to practice all the time, this asshole magician's putting you in boxes and shit, you know, puts you in a box, it's made of like two-way mirrors. you're just staring at yourself, he's dancing off to the right stage like an asshole, you know, he leaves you in that box, you're just looking at yourself like, when did I get all these wrinkles? Why am I growing so old? How do I stop aging? Oh wait, I know how to stop aging? And then the magician comes back and it's time to smile again. The show must go on. He's an asshole magician. He takes you out of that box. He puts you in another box. This box is filled with water. You know, you're just floating in there. The magician's being an asshole. He's dancing off to the left stage now. You know? You're just floating in that box, thinking to yourself. Isn't this all life is? It's a box where I'm drowning in my own tears. How <laughs> oh, do I stop the tears? Wow. Well, maybe if I inhale some of this water. Oh, the magician's back. It's time to smile again. The show must go on, you know? He's an asshole magician, man. <laughs> Always trying to practice. You're just the assistant. He's taking you out of that box. He's putting you on a bed of nails. You're just lying on that bed of nails. You're just being an asshole dancing in center stage. <laughs> You're just lying
1: there like, man. These nails, don't
2: they kind of like represent A problem in my life Maybe if I get rid of you I can slip down on the rest No, oh, the magician's back, it's time to smile again The magician's evil, you guys It's evil It's like Evil evil, the magician Evil evil, the magician I know what you might be thinking, you know Evil evil, not a magician But you don't know his family The Knievels were a very magical family I'ma tell you about it, you guys Each of the Evils, During their birth was born out of their mother's uterus over the birth canal into the doctor's arms tiny little motorcycle baby jumpsuits it's fucking amazing was magical it's magical look up the cathedral home movie 76 it's tight <laughs> <laughs> That joke was about creating boxes and shit. Creating boxes is hard shit, but uh, I got over depression and stuff by becoming the magician. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm the one who's putting on the show and shit. It's great. I love the uh, the idea of like identifying and then becoming the magician or whatever. It's like it's like who is that person? You know, you have to like really identify as like is, key. is it you? Is it is the world? You know? And I realized I I got it down to like the science. It's like the second person. You know, it's like the royal you. Second person is like just a you shit. You as the magician and shit, you know what I'm saying? And like I wrote a book about it. I wrote a book in second person. It's called Your Dirty Nigger Soul. It is on Amazon and it's quite the book. Get out of the
1: boxes to realize you created it. Creators outside of it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) message. Thank you guys. We've had a lot of fun up here. I'm buying Bruce Hardwalk (laughs) here.
2: God damn, what am I doing having like fucking learning moments? Learnable moments? the fuck type of set was that? Did I even flip a car for the first set? God damn, we're gonna have to flip a car for both these sets. (sighs) Somebody knocking? (laughs) What the fuck? I think that's construction. Because my door's not locked. Ka doopa uh, We're going to flip a card about the last two sets. That's a curly toe tag. What do you think about those sets? We get Outward Prince of Swords. Swords intelligence. Prince of Swords is standing on like a smoky spire. With a sword. This is the princess. Excuse me, Princess of Swords. more comedy sets to get there mm-hmm. we got a vibration alright the next sets are Sunday which is yesterday first set is 6 minutes and 24 seconds which is amazing to do at high ho that's a very long set second set is at Buddha Belly for seven minutes and thirty one seven minutes thirty seven seconds which is a pretty long set but Buddha Belly they were given a seven minutes first set I ramble I lose the point I wrote the joke that day or the day before that or some I wrote a new joke I, I keep writing new jokes I don't know if this is about being current or if it's kundalini rising or I don't know what the fuck's going on but I'm writing new material and I don't like it Um, let's say that beginning it seems too preachy but maybe that's what this this level of experience is about being preachy or something I don't know I don't get it I don't understand what's going on but I did write the set through meditation I spit it out the first time at hi-ho, to not a lot of reception, and that made me overspin. I lost balance because I was trying to connect, or trying to not connect and not care. I don't know, but the give and receive was off, so I spiraled out of control at the end Hopefully I didn't run the light for three minutes because that would be insane. It's kind of like the infinite chimps scenario where eventually an infinite number of chimps sitting at a typewriter will type out some good episodes of Seinfeld or something, you know? Like eventually we'll have a killer black person who will not be discredited. And I think that starts with people discrediting themselves early. You ever discredit yourself early in the game? You ever create a two-year time loop? <laughs> 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 this exactly, it's, it's describing, you know? I feel like I'm at this weird point in my life where if I continue on this path, I might be like known or whatever. I don't want to be known, you know what I'm saying? I want egos and shit. I want to be like selfish and narcissistic with my shit. It's fun. You ever perform for yourself? <laughs>
1: Nothing amazing.
2: I think of it really as like TV, you know? Like life to me is like television. And and when people
1: are talking, it's like they have the microphone, you know? And I don't
2: want to interrupt and other people are talking next to the person who has the microphone I'm like, look at these hecklers they don't know a good conversation dumbass hecklers, they don't know what's going on I see it though you know, in the movie I don't want to talk and interrupt I don't want to be the person who yells at the TV screen, you know in real life it changes the movie I yell weird shit at the television do you know your thoughts are real things? Do you know you can travel in space right now? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, we were solving this murder, but I guess maybe we should open some books or something. Well I can tell that one spiraled out of control because I brought it to myself. Ugh oh, that was weird. I, I refer to myself as uh, approaching this new nexus. Good flipping card, a curly toad Tech. What you think about that set? We flip outward victory. Six of wands? Come on, victory? A creative victory? I created that shit. I did that. You guys had heard the... Ask yourself a question bit. I think that's first this podcast. So that's last week I came up with that bit. That was actually outside of... uh, Outside of... uh, 12 Mile Limit. It was outside of 12 Mile Limit. Um, I wrote that, that one joke because I was really trying to write a joke and like I saw this um, this cross this plus sign cross a normal level cross but it was like a wrench type thing where it was like hollow it was a tube and there's four sides connected through the tube and like I saw this thing and I was like I'm trying to write a joke what the fuck do I write about this thing? Like what does this mean? <laughs> <What> the fuck? <laughs> this wrench thing? And like I took it and I looked at it from different angles. I did so much shit to this one little image and I spun it. And like <laughs> spinning it I'm like oh is it, is it something to do with with the object it makes when it's in motion? And then I analyze in motion images and like all of this to write a set outside of 12 mile. And the set that I wrote ended up being you ever ask yourself a question, you get the answer, you analyze it from every percent, you know, you, you heard the bit. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the, the cross thing. Although I would like to know what the fuck that was. And is it worth anything other than this story on you tweeted you mean it? Who knows? Last set I called Redemption. I called it that during the set. I'll say it again on the recording or whatnot. But really, it's just a cleaner version of the other set of the previous just now set <sighs> I might not do the ask yourself a question bit before it and I might not finish it well but the in-betweens are the... I don't know if it's going to be a real new joke or if it's just something I said today, you know Or <laughs> <laughs> am I trying to teach people shit, what's going on
1: Oh my I'm great. Wow. Oh
2: yeah, those tater tots are good. Holy shit. This is redemption mic for me. Um which is perfect. This setting is perfect, honestly. Because the other setting it was like a bunch of people. But they were very disinterested. This setting is like great. I didn't talk to I'm talking to you guys while looking at the ceiling and shit, you know? And it won't be weird. This is great. Honestly. You ever ask yourself a question and then, like, you get to the answer, you know? And you look at the answer and you analyze the answer. You analyze it from every direct shit, you know? Multiple perceptions of the answer, you know. You take the answer, you flip it upside down, you spin it, you see the rotation of the answer, right? The rotation opens the secret cave with the answer. You go in the secret cave, you root around, you find the treasure. The treasure is just the answer that you came up with the first time. You know, like, yes, I'll take that with cheese. (laughs) It's wild, you know? Answers are crazy. Feel like the yes I'll take that with she should come with the an explanation of the, the troubles I had to go through to get that answer. But they just fall to the wayside, you know what I'm
1: saying?
2: <laughs> you ever realize how black people rarely die naturally? <laughs> it's a very rare event, especially if you know the person who died, the black person. There's always rumors about it, you know, it's like yeah, he had a disease, but who knows? I think he died too soon. Might have been that caretaker. You know what I'm saying? Prince uh, the, the, the drugs. Michael Jackson, the doctor killed him. You know, it's it's a high blood issue. Black people that, like we can't die without like rumors and shit. It's crazy. Like black people who become like known in society were always like decredited, you know? Like there there's always this something that takes away credit from these people. Like Malcolm always cheated on people. That's uh, smart. But <laughs> either way, Malcolm, who knows what he did. Took change, bad tipper, discredited, you know what I'm saying? Anything hiding his mom once it's crazy. It's crazy everyone's just hiding but I feel like we're evolving you know like the, the dying naturally thing I think we're getting to that AIDS was one even though that's a little weird conundrum cancer we're dying of cancer that's pretty pretty natural Lisa, it's still weird like oh his body grew where it shouldn't have grown Died from it. I was like, okay, I guess so. <laughs> Makes sense a little bit. <laughs> We're evolving and shit, you know, like they have like the hundred, the, the infinite monkey syndrome or whatever. I don't know why it said syndrome. It's really like the infinite chip theory where they set a bunch of chips next to a typewriter then eventually a few of them will type out in episodes
1: <laughs> <laughs> minutes, of <laughs> eventually we'll have like a pillar of a black person arise and is
2: known by society is not discredited and does not die shrouded in mystery and that would be like Jesus except Jesus fucked it up the first time we don't even know if he was white or black that's <laughs> mystery right there he was shrouded in mystery he was discredited
1: I got that joke out, but now that I got that joke out. I'm like, where was he going? Was <laughs> it
2: wasn't really a necessary new joke? Am I some type of political leader? And I think that's what the main thing we're right now is going through some weird shit. Where I focused on the physical world, I used to not give a fuck, but now I'm like here and shit. I'm like, oh, should I build? You know, like, what if if I start to become known? I'm doing Lyft driving, I pick up the same passenger more than once, they're like, oh, I recognize you. I was like, this is uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, I picked up somebody new. and they were like, oh, I recognize you. I was like, this is definitely uncomfortable. I did not recognize you. (laughs) Becoming this person or whatever, like all the people who are famous and woke are Considered, like, discredited or any shit. You know, he's a flat earther. Like, no matter if he transcends flat earth, he is still discredited by the echoes of maybe a flat earther. <laughs> like, he's just infinite echoes because of fame, People know that he was a flat earther. Now he can't just get out of that shit. And I think we're, you know, like I said, we're evolving or whatnot. I feel like, you know, uh, niggas these days growing up and they're doing they're doing chaos at their baseline and I think that's where we where we strive. We do chaos at the base, then we grow and we're like sensible. The people are like, oh this guy's sensible. And he's like, yeah, take a look at my past chaos in that shit. Yeah? Then he can't discredit the base because it was based in chaos. he can't discredit that shit. I got to the end and it was. Is Blood Magnificent? It's just like. You're gonna build chaos! <laughs> you gonna build your place of chaos! That was girly really Thick, What do you think about that, set And we're ruined. Ten of Swords. (laughs) Intellectual ruin. Did I grovel or some shit? Is that what's going on? I put my head together too much. So what we learned from the Toast deck is that maybe the set that I thought was redemption actually was my damnation. And the set that I thought was not so great, and not so great, and not so great, was actually the victory. I enjoyed that set. I like the ending that I put, the build of chaos, although it wasn't a real joke. It wasn't a joke in, in the aspect of the way I make jokes. Maybe I need to bring it towards myself more. question should I build? Answer most likely not. Not build that way. Build a different way. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, we've gotten the tweets, we've gotten the stand-up sets, we talked about the exegesis, the day Billy fell off the cliff, I am not, oh, shiitake. Resending a message. To oh, the message is clear. Hello. Hey, main man Byron, what's going on? Not much. I am sitting here on the podcast. Like, oh, am I on the
3: podcast too? Is it? Am I there? Is it official? It,
2: yep, yep, it's official. <laughs> oh. Welcome in, Dee, Dee. Hi. <laughs> Hi,
3: everybody. <laughs> How's it going? Man, it's good. You had uh overtime because
2: I was just about to eat something. Uh-huh. Of course when I was about to put that put in the microwave there you go so. <laughs> at least we got it before the microwave yeah you wouldn't hear me
3: munching on meatballs
2: or whatever so <laughs> so, uh, so it's early
3: hood what do you want from me <laughs> Uh do you have a twitter I do have a twitter unfortunately
2: would you like to tell us what it is
3: it is D E underscore D E underscore T. That's D-D-T. Delta Echo underscore Delta Echo Bingo.
2: <laughs> That's cool. Uh D what what are your views on Twitter? So I'm sorry, baby, I hear you with
3: this thing.
2: What are your views on Twitter?
3: What do you mean what are my views on Twitter? Like how do I feel about it? Yeah. Um it's fun screaming into the void until it starts screaming back at you.
2: I hear
3: you. I try to, you know, stick your move so it doesn't have a chance to scream back at me. Nice. Like, I follow Kanye or 45, uh, Jordan, Anderson, all these people that are problematic. I duck and dodge them. <laughs>
1: I have
2: a lot
3: of people who say things that I like and who wish are funny shit. So, that's it. Nice. I have a very insular uh, Twitter following.
2: Uh, do you, uh, what, what type of things do you tweet?
3: Um, uh, mostly words. Sometimes I use punctuation. There's a number or two in there. Every now and again, I try to mix it up. Nice. Uh, with an emoji.
2: Getting all those characters in.
3: You know, now that they gave us two A's, and trying to jazz it up a bit, give it a little color with a GIF, here and there. That is
2: my second, second language I'm fluent in the GIF, or GIF, as it were. Nice. I like GIFs, but I don't use them in conversation a lot.
3: I, I try to work them in a the conversation. Like, I just, you know... I do robbing down and rolling the eyes instead of just rolling my eyes because I like that better. Yeah.
2: Because I'm an insufferable human being. <laughs> I wouldn't say that much. <coughs> <laughs> so you are you're a fellow comedian. Uh how long have you been doing stand up and where did you start? Um,
3: I've been doing stand up for of five years, like five years and two, three months. Nice. Um, I started the first time I ever did stand up was in San Antonio in 2011 but I stopped until 2013 where I
2: started again in Dallas alright
3: in which I've been there for the past you know five years of my life and I just moved back to home so now I'm doing a New Orleans comedy thing
2: what are open mics like in Dallas? Um,
3: drink to get through it mostly. Uh,
2: at
3: least I do. At least I do. Uh, and not because they're bad. I just have an alcohol problem. But <laughs> also, you know, they can be really, really long because there's a, see, like a million people in Dallas doing comedy, and they're doing it consistently. Like we don't have a whole lot of dropouts. Wow! Like not a whole lot. Uh, we
2: have pretty retention rate in Dallas comedy, so keeps getting longer and longer. Uh, so yeah, but it's fun though. I miss it. Nice. At
3: least a comedy scene. I hate Dallas, but
2: <laughs> I've done comedy there once. Like a it was a hotel thing.
3: Oh yeah, Baylor. probably. Shout out to Miss Linda. <laughs>
2: Yeah, she put me on the day of. She said I was supposed to call the previous day or something. Was that?
3: Well, yeah, because you are. You're supposed to call ahead if they don't yeah. know you, if you're, like, out of town or if you're not a regular.
2: Yeah, it was pretty fun. Did, like, a clean set. Yeah, I only
3: gave you, like, three, four minutes. It's yeah. not like all the time you have to be clean. Yeah. Which, you know, Linda always had to pull me on the side about something.
2: God bless her. Yeah. <laughs> You, so, so how are you enjoying New Orleans?
3: Oh, well, you know this is home, so it's fine. Uh, the comedy scene is—I don't even know how to describe it. What well, do you? People listening probably don't know, but basically, New Orleans is Denton comedy. It got blacker. That's it. <laughs> like Denton, Texas, is like a smaller scene. But It's a little weird. Uh, you know, it's everybody knows each other. it's really close but we get there's no comedy clubs but we get a lot of shows done there's a lot of open bikes nice. so it's like it's basically exactly like that just black and thank god
2: <laughs> hell yeah we do have, we do seem to have quite a few black comedians over here it's pretty yeah, fun and,
3: and more black women like even though it's a small yeah. town or whatever there's still more black women doing comedy here than there was in was at least
2: twice as many. forgot to mention you are a part of Black Girl Giggles uh yeah
3: yeah
2: comedy collective and festival out in New Orleans it's about to happen actually
3: yeah July uh 5th through the 8th uh holla at your girls come hey. through buy a ticket support local comedy support black female comedy of course it's not just gonna be just local comics of course yeah. we got people coming in from all over the country It's all super funny So Definitely um, worth getting into Especially your in essence Essence is like black female comic con As it's been said yeah. So So you know Black girl giggles fits right on into that structure
2: Yeah it does I'm excited Myself
3: Yeah I mean if you can't afford a ticket To the dome you may as well come see us We're much cheaper
2: yeah, because those tickets are high please leave
3: <laughs> I'm trying to go see Janet and they asked me for a pint of blood which we'll have to get to Ticketmaster somehow
2: yeah I suggest drinking orange juice I think they say that helps
3: okay cool cause I'm going to see my auntie <laughs> one way or another
2: so <laughs> i've asked twitter and comedy questions uh mm. what, what are you uh up to as in uh, artistry are you producing or creating anything um
3: mostly i'm creating anxiety for myself about continuing to be unemployed uh,
1: uh-huh. i'm creating a deficit in my funds so
3: <laughs> yay for that Really uh, looking forward to seeing how that project develops. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm always writing stuff. I'm always I'm doing festivals and things. Like oh, at least I'm trying to, cool. kind of in and out of town a lot, doing shows. But I write all the time. I just have this problem. where, you know, I want everything to be too perfect, so I just sit on stuff for too long. So uh, I'm trying to shake out of that and just kind of push it out there and just kind of have some nuts about it uh, but I actually have a podcast that I'm working on with Geneva oh, nice. and Paul Joseph uh called Le Bonbon, <laughs> and we basically we just basically day drink and uh talk shit to each other
2: that sounds awesome so I'm awesome. sure everyone will enjoy that and I have a podcast that I need to get restarted uh called Comedy Broads or rather Comedy Broads present I mean comedy
3: bro yeah it's called I mean dot 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 and we uh basically we talk about uh comedy and culture and how it relates to black women and how we consume the culture and how we kind of move through and navigate the entertainment industry ourselves at whatever stage of career you know we might be at and they're all like people that I met in Dallas so
2: cool yeah it's a uh, two podcasts, uh, Bond Temps, and you said the second one was <laughs> Bond Temps. <Yes. laughs> Making fun of my accent, <laughs> my lack of accent. Correct,
3: my <laughs> lack of
1: accent.
2: Uh, I'm a time traveler. We way
3: down about
2: you and I'm a time traveler. <laughs> i will be forgetting my accents.
1: <laughs>
3: right, you part shrimp. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um,
3: but, um, and I mean Dot 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 We have um I mean or you can just look up mm-hmm, Look Ooh. up um Comedy broads On YouTube And we'll be
0: there nice. We got
3: quite a few episodes Sold up But ever since I moved It kind of thumped down with the move And everything And now I'm kind of Getting back into the swing of things So We're about to start that back up
1: cool
3: yeah, you know trying to stay productive in the off season
2: ain't
3: no off season Garnett wants it e what about you Ryder? this is your podcast why are we talking about me
2: because I talk- me
3: turn this lens back on you
2: <laughs> I talked about myself for like an hour and 30 minutes <laughs> oh for
3: real Jesus Christ I
2: know right you
3: narcissistic cunt <laughs> Yeah, like I love Bill Burr's podcast because he pretty much does that. He talks about himself for like an hour, and I love every minute of it. Like I, I just can't get enough of that weird ginger talking about his <laughs> his weird crazy que- thoughts. He's the best.
2: Nice. I haven't heard it, but I have heard about it.
3: Oh my god, you should listen to it. I think you would like it. Yeah, the probably. Monday morning would. podcast because he dabbles in conspiracy theory and such. Nice. And he tries to be. He, try, he tries a little too hard sometimes to be balanced, like seeing both sides of things. <laughs> sometimes at the expense of reason, not all the time. But every now and then, though.
1: Yeah.
3: But he's strong. I love it. he flew through it like mean. But he, it's easy for him to talk to himself, but constantly having pretty much an argument with himself. Right. Him, which is so high of him.
2: I don't usually have arguments, but I do like try to figure things out, which leads to more like awkward pauses than an argument. <laughs> it's more like one sided <laughs> pauses and then thought, and then it's like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Byron, may I suggest
3: that this with with yourself a lot so that we may all partake. <laughs> Share it with us.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense.
3: It does, you know. But that's just—it's your podcast. I'm just over here suggesting, <laughs> you know.
2: I appreciate it. Right.
3: Well, you know, it is my uh, duty to improve the world. So wherever I see fault, flaw, and nice. room for improvement, I will speak <laughs> the fuck up.
2: I was uh going through my stand-up sets, and like I had this this so new you joke
3: you go through? so I, I need further explanation on this so when you stand up sets do you record all of your your sets through a week or
2: yeah it's a week at a time I uh cause I record like a few sets a week this week I recorded four maybe four out of six or seven or something like that
3: man that has to suck for you to have to listen to yourself that damn much
2: nah I love it
3: <laughs> really cause I would lose my mind like it was so When I, well you know when I first started it was uh, way difficult now it's bad like I can watch a new you know once
1: six months when I get at a festival or something yeah.
3: like listening to my, old, my was hell it was literal hell
2: <laughs> I uh, did go through a point where it was hell that was because I had saved up like a hundred <laughs> 160 recordings and I wanted to play them all on the podcast. So I had to sit through that many recordings. You're right,
3: that is hell.
2: Yeah, but after that's I got out of it. i not working
3: one time no more. Like, me the prisoners do stand up and then make them listen to themselves over and over again. Oh, that's so great.
2: That would be an amazing torture technique. That
3: would be torturous. <laughs> I would tell. I would tell everything. <laughs>
2: Yep, try not to tell it during the stand-up set because you'd have to listen to it <laughs> oh
3: my
2: god <laughs> no but all that shit it made me start oh, yeah, writing
3: I guess you would fall in love with the sound of your own voice which would be a different problem <laughs> yeah uh, I'm not there yet personally
2: uh, it, it helped me start writing new material and like
3: yeah.
2: I've written like four new jokes the past week
3: I mean it does really help with that because the one thing that because when I first started like in the first year I recorded myself a lot like a whole lot Yeah, helped me because personally I already have that of what I think comedy should be and how it should look and how it should sound Right. so before I even started I had that in my head I knew exactly what I wanted to sound like what I wanted to look like the way i wanted to come across on stage so watching it I it like that thing i have that i like to fix stuff so when i saw it i was like oh that's something i can fix right like when i first started i talked so fast because you know people down here we kind of we run it uh <laughs> so in my nervousness and also having this ridiculous you know south louisiana accent it was hard to even hear what I was saying. I was like, oh, that's why they're not laughing, because they don't know
2: what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst.
3: And things are pretty funny. And then I realized, you just say too many words in your joke. You need to get to the point quicker.
1: So, it does help with that. Yeah. It
3: does. I need to record myself again. You have made me want to record myself. now,
2: Byron. <laughs> it's a lot of fun for me, at least. Um holding myself to like a weird esteem I record the set and then I play it on here then I shit on myself and then I'm like you know the next one's gotta be better <laughs> like I'm
3: that is just so beautifully torturous yeah that is, that is art right there <laughs> I tell you what
2: I came up with a new joke and I'm like is this even me like why why am I saying this on stage right now
3: <laughs> who are you <laughs> exactly who? <laughs> so like what it, so it does help you though like you yeah. find that you get a lot from it yeah it do hmm. see Byron you put me on stuff today you that's why you my man bro appreciate <laughs> well also you know you're dirty nigger soul but hell yeah. whatever <laughs> <laughs> it is still riding in the backseat of my car nice. and I just try to keep it out of sight of my parents which is why it's not <laughs> coming in my house <laughs> Cause they have enough, you know, tongue and cheek moments with me. Like we still trying to work out my sexual identity, at least according to them. Uh, so hey. I, I know where I stand, but they need more proof. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what made you
3: write that? I gotta, I gotta ask, because I feel like the, when I first met you, I was drunk and high, and I didn't have time to really delve into Byron Bruce Broussard. The mind of Byron Bruce, sorry. All right,
2: I'll do an origin story. Cool. <laughs> so what happened was, <laughs> I was uh, I was turning 24 one year. I'm currently 27, but I was turning 24, and like mm-hmm. I was uh, depressed and stuff, and I what made. More life bro. Yep. yeah. yeah. I had made up my mind that I would not die for the next two years. So in this two-year time period, I decided to learn the most dangerous information or the things that got other people killed, since I was already no, depressed.
3: Did you, the, did you go on the dark net?
2: I did not go on the dark net, although maybe I did also. Yeah, I did. I've been on, <laughs> I've been on the dark web, but not for <laughs> Not for <laughs> various reasons. <laughs>
3: Okay, we won't get into it, because, you know, felonies. I don't want you to catch a charge from this conversation.
2: No, I've never bought any drugs on the dark web. I don't think I've bought okay. anything. What I've, about a
3: child sex slave? Have you purchased one of those? I have a not. Oh, okay. Yeah, play, play it dumb. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I decided to learn like the most dangerous information or whatever, which I decided was spiritual knowledge. Uh-huh. And after the two years, I decided to write down everything I learned and document it. And it ended up being a forty-six-page book called "Your Dirty Nigger Soul." Wow! So that's like an infinite amount of time and learning condensed into. Uh, <laughs> the simplest form
3: into 46 pages of utter insanity. Gotcha. <laughs> so, <laughs> so obviously, you had a transformative experience to come up with the title of your dirty nigger soul. Apparently, you learned something about yourself, yeah, that changed you.
2: Uh, the title is different from the content, but
3: well yeah I know obviously but, <laughs> cause yeah. I read it but <laughs> you know obviously you had a transformative experience so what in what way were you most changed what What was the revolution in, in Byron's life
2: uh <laughs> what way was I most changed just the, the knowledge or whatever knowledge helps with like different shit I cured myself of depression that's like an easy most change but then I also opened myself to magic and shit oh
3: nice like magic with a CK yeah ah yes the dark
2: arts (laughs) yeah so like now if I wanted to or actually it's like a subconscious fucking like uh, confidence that I'm controlling the universe and like nothing is outside of me 'cause it's all so it's like so <laughs> All is self is kind of like the backbone of it, but then it's like also we're in division right now, so everybody is also all is self. <laughs> so it's like it's less about like me as a person and it's more about the royal you, which is just like the second person, which is how I wrote the book saying you I- yeah, so it's like everybody... See, the way I see, I, I had a similar
3: transformative experience. Cool. Except, instead of me believing that you know, the universe is all uh, a projection of my my mental fashioning, I believe that I, everyone is a projection of Beyonce's identity, and we, <laughs> because she exists. <laughs>
2: You see, that And
3: as long as she believes in us <laughs> And she requires Psychological function We too shall exist
2: <laughs> But that's true though <laughs> See in my In my scope of things That is true
3: Oh I know I know how to shit works
2: Yeah Everything is in Beyonce's Vision and shit mm-hmm. So I just
3: think God for Beyonce
1: I
2: yeah. think
3: Beyonce for
1: Beyonce.
2: Yeah. I think Beyonce for God. This sometimes. <laughs> thank Beyonce for Beyonce. Just like mm-hmm. thank you for
1: being you.
3: But yeah, I don't get down into the minutia of it. Uh, I just let it wash over me. Just the the calm and the peace, knowing that somebody's looking out for me.
2: <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. yeah, it's good to have
3: Beyonce. It's good to have her. Um, But yeah, you know, I get into that stuff too. I get into these, uh, I go down these rabbit holes, as it were, where I start finding out things. What I usually do is I interact with people who believe in that stuff. Like, I don't, I get into the state where it's like I'm hanging around just random people. Right. Sucking up all that they know and just kind of observing them, you know. Not necessarily interacting, like engaged a safe space
2: that's what I, I like do I don't like to get also. pulled down
3: into nobody bullshit that's the rule I don't get pulled down into nobody shit <laughs> but but I like to you know I like to watch people what they do and see how they think because it's so hard which is, again goes back to So which is why I love him so much is because you gotta see all sides of things you can't just condemn people from a place of ignorance a judgment you know you shouldn't really condemn anybody at all
2: yeah uh, True.
3: But yeah, so that's, that's why I asked you, Byron, because I see that on you. I read it and I felt it and I understood. Even though it was complete nonsense, <laughs> somehow, somehow it spoke to me.
2: <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. You know,
3: thank you for being brave enough to put that on paper.
2: You're welcome.
3: And to show it to people. <laughs> I have books and books and books of jokes that no one has ever heard.
1: <laughs> hey.
3: So, uh, but you have my mama in here asking me if I eat and stuff, so let me <laughs> let me go and get this quick and sit down and watch this cam games with uh, one too many Jack Daniels.
2: <laughs> Alright, you want to give your tags? Uh my
3: at, tags. Um,
2: at tag.
3: <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's basically the one that I gave for everything for Instagram and Twitter is just at D E underscore D E underscore T. Um uh, my website is DDT comedy dot com. So there's D E D E T comedy dot com. So it's all one word. Um Facebook, um, and more complicated. Uh, DD for those of you who do not are not from here, it's T H E R I O T. So it's like Riot. Riot And that is my real life weird Cajun name. It's not something that I made up for a plug gimmick. It's not supposed to be DD the Riot, like in DD the comic <laughs> person. It's just. It's DD Terrio. That's it.
2: Cool it. has been a pleasure. Thank you for stopping by on You Tweeted You Meaned It. This is episode 32 yeah. 32 or 33. I forget. But it's called Roll. It's 33. Okay. Thank you for being here.
3: Thank you for having me, Byron. I look forward to seeing
2: you around town. Q. See you later. Okay. Got a text message.
1: All right.
2: I think I need to go because I'm on a show. I think I need to go because I'm on a show. The goodie to go because about our show. The goodie to go because I'm on our show, and because I'm editing this, it's gonna take forever to put out. So it'll probably be out Tuesday someday, someday Wednesday or Tuesday or not today. So I don't really have to worry about anything but pressing save, and then I'm good, and then I can rush to the show that I don't know if I'm on. Uh, what am I doing? Searching for the time, that's what I'm doing. What time does it start? Doors at eight. Fuck. Show starts at nine, though. It's eight o'clock right now. <laughs> Um all right I'm just a guest which probably means I'm going early so I should probably hurry up
1: uh,
2: Asking you asking yourself, receive? Let's play spiritual warfare, my niggas, What's up, spiritual warfare? This is Tarot card battle, A.K.A. spiritual warfare. You shuffle your cards. You flip a card. You use that card to win your opponent's soul. That's right. You can win your soul here. And you tweeted, you mean it? Win my soul, baby. Whoa! Spiritual warfare, tarot card battle game is, if you think you win, then you win, right, shuffle the cards, flip the cards, come up with a thing to think you think you win, and if you think you win, then you win, my soul, that's right, you win yourself some soul, alright, we're shuffling the cards, we're going to do three turns, shuffle to shuffle to shuffle to flip, I flip the knight of cups. He's on a horse and he's got a goblet with a crab. And a peacock. Knight of Cups. Cups are water. Water is emotion. I'll turn the tide on emotions until you give me a soul and make everyone weirdly angry. Or. Uh oh, aggravated at you, not angry. Make everyone aggravated with your presence until you give me a sword. Shuffle. Shuffle to shuffle. Shuffle to shuffle to shuffle. One, two, three, flip. I flip the ace of wands. Uh, number one of wands. So low number, but it's also the ace. I got lost for a second. You create with this shit. I might have got lost because you won the last round. Did you win the last round? You, you throwing me off. Winning my soul and shit. Let me, let me re-energize. Ace of Wands. I trade you creation of anything for your soul. I control the creation. I'll let you create something if you give me that soul. I'm right, shuffling shuffling flip flipped art art is trump card number 14 number 14 uh, is arts like some type of alchemist person Um. Ooh, with art, I can make your all of your food taste bad, unless you give me your soul. I ruin the taste of good food. <laughs> That's been you tweeted. You mean it? Episode 83. Roll. We are doing it in a podcast. I've been your host, Bruce Broussard, A.K.A. Black Rocker. Also known as Lord Blackrocker on Instagram when that's back. When it's back, who knows when? As well we know that you can't end like that.